Look at you being on a mm. podcast. <laughs> podcast. <coughs> Strike first. Okay. Right. <laughs> Whoa, what is wrong with me? Okay. With knowledge comes first. This podcast strikes first. We're hoping that you'll enjoy the show. Get ready, get set, let's go. Hello and welcome to episode number three of This Podcast Strikes First, a recognition of the impact slash significance of the band Bad Religion, as well as a celebration of the communities who have found inspiration through their gift of music. Thank you for being here with us again. My name is Jamila and I'm going to do the quick housekeeping, as they say, by giving our email address up front. If you have further questions, comments, or suggestions, please contact us at this podcast strikes first, all lowercase, at gmail.com. That's this podcast strikes first at gmail.com. We definitely love to hear from you. As I've mentioned on the previous episodes, thank you so much again for listening, by the way. One of the aims of this podcast is to have folks come on and share their experiences in terms of how bad religious music resonates with them. Not just people who may love the band and know them well, but folks who may be experiencing them for the first time or maybe second or third, but not, not too much. There's plenty of those videos of people reacting to a particular piece of music for the first time. But one of those things that's missing from most of those is a discussion about the experience. How would a teacher feel listening to bad religion? How would a linguist feel, a writer, someone who struggled with addiction, someone who's experienced the end of a marriage? For this episode, we have someone on who is an occasional co-host of the other podcast I do, Music and We. Today, he is on this podcast as someone who has had pretty minimal exposure to bad religion. And he is a PK or preacher's kid. Jesse, welcome to this podcast strikes Hello. first. Thanks for having me. <laughs> not a problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. You would be better at explaining what a preacher's kid is than I would be. Right. So also, when you talk about that, also talk about what the denomination was that you spent your childhood in. Yeah, so I'm a preacher's kid, meaning my dad is a pastor. I was raised in a church, a non-denominational, well, Pentecostal, even though it's under the umbrella of non-denominational, Church of God in, Ra- church of God in Christ, other... Uh, Atheist, you can't even say Christ, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, we, well, we, well, we, we believe in the Holy Ghost, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I don't, that's just, well, we'll get into that. But yeah, so it's very strict in a sense, a very strict household in terms of growing up, but it wasn't necessarily enforced on us. It was just like expected that you believed the tenets of the statement of faith, which is pretty fundamentalist. Mm. So what are some of the qualifiers of that fundamentalism? What does Kojic consist of? Kojic consists of believing that the Holy Spirit can guide you and inspire your life, but the evidence of having the Holy Spirit requires you speaking in tongues. It's seen as a necessary thing, like salvation is different from receiving the Holy Spirit. So it's like, hey, you might be saved, but do you have the Holy Spirit in you? Is it guiding your life? And are you living a separated life from the world? So sanctified in the sense that you're changing your behaviors to a very strict understanding of the Bible, typical patriarchal ideas, women are not allowed to preach or become pastors, bishops. Uh, LGBTQ communities are disdained, you know, it's not accepted. So 
pretty wide ranging in the sense that Jesus is center, but the Holy Ghost has a whole different relationship with those who are familiar with like Kojic and Pentecostal spaces in general, like the gifts of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, healing the sick, doing things that sort of like the acts, like the apostles did, the acts of the spirit that would require like some sort of experience that's beyond salvation. And it's something that you can lose. So you have to fight the devil because the devil's the enemy. And if you don't, you know, obviously hell, hell is, you know, we, they believe in hell. <laughs> yeah, that's a nutshell. What would be the difference between Jesus and the Holy Spirit? People say Jesus is God, but is there mm-hmm. a difference in the Church of God and Christ? Well, the statement of faith is we believe God to be one God eternally existing in three persons. So it's the Trinity. So they believe that the Holy Spirit has as much uh, equality with the Father and the Son. But the way it's explained is typical, to, like the tradition of the Trinity is that the Holy Spirit was given after Jesus died to comfort the apostles. So it's so they would say the difference is it's the help, like it's seen as the helpmate. Like, and, but again, they see it as you have to receive it. And this is different from a lot of other faiths where they believe you're, when you are saved, you receive the Holy Spirit at the same time. But the Kojic Church is like, no, you can be saved, but you have to speak in tongues as the evidence of that. What if you don't have at the language once. to do that? What if... Right. This is this is a whole new language. This is a dialogue. I don't know if it's called mm-hmm. a dialogue or language in the church. But what if, say, I'm having a conversation with you in Spanish, but you don't understand Spanish. Mm-hmm. So what if someone does not yet have a grasp on the language? What would happen? Would they be excommunicated if there's no proof that they can speak in tongues? What are the repercussions of not being able to speak in tongues? Well, I think it varies from each church. I mean, for me, growing up in church, it was like they have to hear you speak at least once, even if you don't do it again. But they encourage that that happens. They would call that a refilling. But it's I should say, again, it's been a long time since I've gone to a Kojic church. Uh, This is just my memory when I was, you know, as a PK, knowing what I was taught about the Holy Spirit and taught about more so the relationship of being separated from the world and living a, a holy ghost filled life. Like people say I'm saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy ghost, which was like the distinguishing marker. Like I'm also separating my, myself from the world, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, but it's used to meaning if one separates themselves from like the inspirations of this capitalist world, which is just portraying, you know, greed and violence, you can definitely separate yourself from that. But the Koji church means it in a way that often undermines those who are not it's like you have to it's infallible they see the bible as infallible like there's no wrong there's nothing wrong it's perfect so they always say oh that's the bible that's the bible but they don't go into context the history of the letters the nicene creed or any of like how the bible was formed it's just like this is what the bible say and you should believe it and if you don't well if you don't repent and if jesus comes back because the rapture is also a big deal for Kojic churches is that they believe that Jesus will come back. He's going to get those who are living right. And if you miss it, then you're going to deal with the tribulation period, which would be Armageddon. These are the new the dark, dark ages, ages. But I hope you're living <laughs> right. Because <laughs> the world lied in tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that Oh, song. you know some I remember religion. that one. <laughs> yeah. So what would your relationship be to religion itself at this moment? 
Right now, I would say religion, where I'm at with it now is I understand that people will be religious because it's a very human component. Like it's always been around. And I think I understand it as something that can be of service if it's used to advance a better world. I personally would not say I'm religious and I don't identify with any religion. I would say I'm more of an agnostic. I don't know. Uh, I But I do have more of a scientific mathematical lens and I appreciate the inf- I see it dialectically, you know, like it's obviously been very useful, um, especially for African people like my church. I I experienced things as a child. I can say that I can't explain. I don't know. I remember just having sensations and that could have just been communication with the ancestors. It could have been a host of different things. But I remember particular moments where I've had moments of just crying and sincere, like communion with something. I can't explain that, but I don't doubt that there is a spiritual influence. And I feel like it's more accessible with like collective when you're around people that kind of reflect that and show that through their their life like people who are just generally trying to make the world a better place by being nice cooking food taking care like you meet people like that and it's like that to me affirms that you can reach that place of um love really and communion with anyone mm-hmm. brett gerwitz talks about Jesus being a radical liberal, I would go even farther and say that Jesus was a socialist or perhaps even a communist. I I think he's a little bit more radical than a liberal. (laughs) 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 I would agree with that. Yeah. Or what, whatever the manifestation of Jesus was in that time and place. That's my thought on Jesus. I think the way people talk about Jesus being too woke now, I mean, that's, that's a sign of the times and where we're at. Right. Jesus, you proclaim to be a Christian and you said Jesus, Jesus is, is too woke. woke. That's They're never quoting the, the scriptures where Jesus is talking to the rich and telling them how hard it is to enter into the kingdom of heaven if you're rich and like all of the scriptures that support this. I mean, it's interesting how that's cherry picked out. <laughs> so whatever criticisms you have, do you find any positive qualities? You, you mentioned a couple but mm-hmm. are there some other positive qualities to having a spiritual relationship or seeking out a religious or spiritual practice? Yeah, I think it's positive in that it gives discipline and it provides a sense of community. And I think that's very positive. And I've seen people, I know people who are in these communities and it definitely helps them. And I, I've been benefited in that, those communities too. I've met friends who we don't go to church anymore, but we still have contact and we still can relate on the spiritual themes. So I think it, again, I don't see it as a, as something that is entirely wrong. Like I remember kind of deeping into that ideology when I lived in Sweden, listening to people like Jordan Peterson. And even though he was, he's still spiritual, but he had a lot of the same tenets like Sam Harris, where it was like just meditation and there's no need for religion in any capacity, like no type of religion, particularly Islam, but that's a whole other uh, Oh, they're mad Islamophobic. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Sam Harris and Jordan, mad Islamophobic. Yeah. I, and I take I a lot of on, issues like, with those people. No, absolutely. <laughs> Me as well. And that's why I couldn't really get into it. I'm like, okay, you're so against Islam, but you don't have really any criticism for, you know, these Christian institutions that practice patriarchy in such a significant way and just the violence so yeah i i couldn't get into them but i was i was kind of drawn into what they were talking about in terms of evolution Mm because growing up in the church obviously the big bang was seen as a theory that you didn't believe in because everything is tied to a bad religion song i'm seeing that (laughs) 
<laughs> that's what he says. Big bang, big, big crunch. You big know, crunch. there's no free lunch. Yeah. <laughs> there's no free lunch. down and pray. Here comes your judgment, judgment day. day. Big crunch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's going to be quite a show. What goes around always comes around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, yeah, I was really interested in just learning about the big bang, just the arising of how we got here. And I always found it tenable. It made sense to me like that some explosion or, you know, before, I mean, what we are able to track for what we know, like this earth has had so many changes over the you know centuries of time. So it makes sense that we would come out of life that was formed out of the water and all this other stuff. So I really appreciate it. Like, I guess that angle, cause I didn't really know anything about it before going into Sweden and just kind of learning more about it. And then on my own studies, I realized that it's like, you can, it's a theory. Uh, and of course it's not really like, like I said, I don't know, but I do believe in what's been studied and just what folks who have gone through the, the effort of literally going to study, to see what's up and coming with the same conclusions. I trust in that more than an unidentified thing that could be true if you put faith in and only faith because using your mind is somehow seen as a problem. Faith alone. Faith alone. to state us no more. Right. <laughs> And I want to clarify, <laughs> having a critique of Islam is not the same thing as Islamophobia. Islamophobia, in the case of what I have seen and read from Sam Harris mm -hmm. and from Jordan Peterson, that is tied to largely like uh, white supremacy and racism. So, of course, people listening may take issue with what I've said. That's Jamila's perspective. I cannot speak for anyone else who reads their material or listens to them. I cannot speak for Jesse here. This is Jamila's perspective. I think the issue I have with some folks in the atheist community is that so much of their anti-religious sentiments are tied to racism because so much of the focus is, as you said, on Islam versus Christianity. And the thing I do respect about bad religion is that they tie it to larger structures of oppression as opposed to a particular group of people where you have folks like Sam Harris are saying that Islam is anti-freedom, but you don't from again, from my reading of Sam Harris, and I have read quite a bit of Sam Harris, I haven't seen as much emphasis on Christianity or uh, religions and spiritual practices that tend to somehow in this day and age be connected to European life. So I, I just wanted to clarify that. And you're like, well, he's mad Islamophobic. That is why I think he's mad Islamophobic right. because that sentiment and the theories he presents to me are quite racist. There are folks who are going to disagree with that. Absolutely. Well, again, I stand with you. Those are my sentiments as well as it concerns uh, Sam Harris. But yeah, like that new atheism movement, I guess that's what they called it. The new atheism. Yeah, I didn't vibe with it, but I do love studying about how we got here and just looking at time and just chemical reaction and what that means for human life and life in general because it's so complex and then of course death death like you live this whole life and everyone knows you're going to die and uh so from our own arrogance right <laughs> 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 okay. 
You can't help it. <laughs> so death is kind of beautiful. Science helped me see that death is sort of beautiful. Like I, I actually, I, I found it more enlightening than where when I was taught, like if you live the life of good, you're going to heaven. And if you live the life of wrong and sin, you're going to hell. That didn't seem, it was just too like black and white and it never made sense. I was like, why should I fear about dying and then experience a horrible eternal death of damnation? Like, it did make sense and science helped me see that. I was like, no, it's like, it's a part of life. Like you, things will change until eventually, you know, it's expired it's, and the capacity is met and it's like, you're gone. As a person who literally almost died, I have no fear of death whatsoever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so wow. It just, uh, I mean, I didn't before that, but especially after the accident I lived through and almost died. Yeah, I, my take on it is we could go at any moment. So this fear of not being able to tell someone you love them because of mm -hmm another fear that they're going to go just tell them you love them because you love them don't say you love them because you have a fear that they're going to go right no i stand by that that's absolutely true and you saw it i mean you were in the arms of death so to speak but they let you go thankfully in the arms <laughs> of death <laughs> the I'm, angel I'm, of death uh, <laughs> okay sorry okay sorry okay ah uh, ah uh. Infamous butcher, angel like that. Why? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this is not a Slayer podcast See? whatsoever. <laughs> anyway, so I want to thank you for being here because I know that you have a lot of stuff going on, and I know that your thing is oh, I don't know what to say about stuff. When you ask me, you're always asking me what I think about <laughs> stuff. I don't know what to say about it. So I'm really glad that we're taking this opportunity to pick your brain about these songs we're going to discuss. So yes. there are plenty of songs where Bad Religion or BR critiques the institution of religion as a means of dictating political sensibilities and structures. And in thinking about this, I was listening to a bunch of songs and I compiled 27 songs. <laughs> <laughs> and I could do all 27 songs in the episode, but most people don't agree with me about doing a whole episode of 27 songs. So you pick 10 of them. Yes. And the 27 songs I pick, they don't even cover the that material. It wasn't even the scope. It was, <laughs> it oh, was just man. kind of a little scoop right. of the material they cover on this subject. So 10 songs, we're doing 10 songs. I conceded as usual with a lot of this stuff because I know I'm I'm different. I could do 50 songs and be okay with it. I could do a five hour episode, I'm fine. But that's, you know, that's not everybody. <laughs> so before we begin discussing these individual songs, how are you feeling? Well, I wrote something to answer that. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, let me just give like how I feel when I listen to them, like the, cause I listen to them all day. I put those 10 songs on loop. It was a shuffle that just played out the whole day. So I have all of these songs in my head. Wow. Um, I wanted to just sit with it. So when I listen to bad religion, I hear a lot of different things. Occasionally screaming guitars, clear and passionate singing about a wide range of themes from science, political dichotomies and religious indifference. As a PK, it answers my same questions I felt when I was a child. It almost feels like anthem music, like something you would listen to before going out to a protest or perform on stage. That's a lot of double entendres. 
I notice that I'm always bobbing my head to certain parts. I don't find it annoying or pretentious. Greg Graffin appears to have a form of conviction that is very believable and it crumbs across really well. It makes me feel like you can get across serious topics with the help of gorgeous harmonies and melodies. You don't have to be all serious, even though these are serious topics. It also is very nerdy, which excites me to pick up a thesaurus. <laughs> yeah. So now you have joined the Church of Bad. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, my friend. It's really? called Bad Religion, but it's so pr- the harmonies are so pretty. Beautiful. And that's what's funny, because it's like, I didn't know, like, I remember seeing the symbol, you know, with the cross. And I'm like, this seems like it's bad. Like, not that the music was bad, but it felt like it was, be- I didn't expect it to be so pretty. Like, listening to it, I feel like it's very, like, the topics are, you know, strong, but it's very pretty to listen to. Like, the harmonies just, like, lift you up. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, it's like, it's that spoonful of sugar, man. It's that <laughs> spoonful of sugar. Helps yeah. make the medicine go down quicker. <laughs> we're gonna begin with a song that is on my favorite album of theirs the empire strikes first which of course this podcast is named after so the song is god's love (laughs) god's love so the opening is like a knock on the door it's like striking at mental apparitions like a drunk on a vacant street today to hear about god's love <laughs> like that's that's literally right. what i think of it's just <laughs> then they go right into a solid critique of the religious rationalization of war so the album is inspired by of course the u.s military going into iraq mm-hmm. and the connection well god you know wants us to do this or whatever rationalization george bush etc had I think about a couple of things with the song, the rampant defense of the genocide of Palestinian people from Christo fascists and their defenders and right wing nationalists because it represents the notion of coming of a messiah in a quicker fashion. I don't know if you remember the billboard that was in Georgia that compared Donald Trump to Jesus. Do you remember that? No, I don't. The billboard said, quote, Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. So wow. the billboard stated that it was taken from Romans chapter 8, verse 17. I'm sure you figured that the quote is wrong, just like a lot of these quotes these people give are wrong. I'm going to read the actual verse from Romans, which means I'm going to pick up the Bible. <laughs> is that going to make you mad? No. no. <laughs> Anyone can pick up the Bible. Apparently, more people pick up the Bible and it's the most stolen book or something. I don't know. I read it. I don't know. The Bible should be free. I exactly. Yeah, like... <laughs> so here's the quote from Romans. It's Romans 8, chapter 17, or chapter 8, verse 17. And of children, their heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him. Him is emphasized in here that we may also be glorified together. So once again, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. And this is the new King James version. King James, all that kind of colonial stuff, Mm -hmm. take that for what you will, but (laughs) I am just quoting the Bible here. So I'm gonna 
reread the quote that they <laughs> misattributed to uh, this verse. Quote, unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders. I actually found the quote that they kind of took from, which is uh, Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. So that is, I think, where they were inspired by this quote, but it's still wrong. Right. So Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. And I should be wearing my other glasses. I'm old people. So. <laughs> <laughs> for a child has been born for us. A son is given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders. And he is named Wonderful Counselor, Counselor Mighty, Mighty God, God, Everlasting God, Father, Father, Prince, Prince of, of Peace. Peace. Oh, you know this. <laughs> I get, you are a PK. That's the actual quote that I think they were taking from. But they still got it wrong because this is nothing about government. So these people are literally saying that Donald J. Trump is the equivalent of the second coming of Christ. I don't know what to tell y'all. <laughs> Trumpism, it's wild. Yeah. What are your thoughts about God's love? I mean, not right. God's love itself, oh, but the song. Right. God's, okay, so first on the music, I think the harmonies, again, very thrilling. Love the guitars throughout the song. I like that there was a breakdown at one minute and 20 seconds. It's like 30 seconds of a breakdown. It's just like. That's my favorite part of the song. I was going to ah, talk about that. So, yeah. oh, oh man. Wow. Okay. I, I, I described it as, so, since I'm like, you know, a poet, an avenue street filled with your favorite colors and shapes. Mm. That, that area of that, like that 30 second breakdown. I was like, oh. This... She's talking, I know there's right. no mm -hmm. reason for love. <laughs> but who? Okay. Right. Yeah. That one. It, yeah. So, but in terms of the lyrics, pain so i like how it's talking about pain you know i'm always thinking about pain because everyone can experience pain like any living thing can experience pain even some could say dead things experience pain like pain is just a feeling i like that it's like he's and you know, he talks about world full of viruses and suffering it bids to ask us where and what is god's love a question i've always had as a child i would always think like okay the suffering and there was always these answers you would give like well if God is so good and if God is love, then why is all of this happening in the world? And we would be like, well, because God wants you to make a choice of the good and the bad. And Oh, the free will. The free will. Yeah. Absolutely. That was always like, that's what you say. But it still never made sense to me. Love is an action word. It's demonstration. Like it has to be performed. It can't just be said. And it's like, if it's said and it's not practiced and it's like, it just sounds good to hear because you can go into a lot of huffing and puffing about how God loves you. But if you don't address the conditions that you have that are not correlating to that love, it's like, well, I don't feel like I'm loved. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm alone. I feel like I don't have a voice. So it's like that question you really puts it in. Where is the justice? Like, where's There's the no evidence? justice. Just a cause and a cure. Right. Just reminding yourself. Right? Yeah. That we all endure. And what I'm right now. <laughs> I don't know all the lyrics. Is but that they call it God's, God's love. love. Right. <laughs> Ooh. Love this song. <laughs> There's another line in the song talking about while viruses prowl for the helpless for helpless victims who succumb rapidly. It makes me think of a lot of folks in this community, their response to COVID. Mm. This idea, well, we could just have herd immunity and God will sort it out and all this oh, kind of stuff. Right. It, yeah. it mm -hmm. makes me think of that. So when thinking of pain and people lying in the hospital dying and then that's affecting the doctors and so it it made me think of that and 
the interesting thing about bad religion songs is obviously no one can predict the future but when things are on time it's timeless mm, right. <laughs> and this yeah. is this song is pretty on time as That's far as i'm concerned say, yeah <laughs> absolutely you got any other thoughts before we move to the next song i saw that was written by both of them i was like whoa oh not oh okay so this is during a period where they decided to have co-writes okay because a lot of people were like oh well it's written by this person or that person so they decided to say you know what we're not gonna give you specifically who wrote it the more you listen to them though you start to get a feel of their style Mm -hmm. i love that you picked songs that were definitely written by brett gers you love that guy (laughs) i wrote it so i did it like a a measure of how many songs that i would really yeah no i I was paying attention. <laughs> so Brett did it? I don't know. Okay. I don't know this one, who okay. wrote this one. But there are a lot of songs in the list that were definitely written by him. And I love this song, but I did not star this song. I starred ones that I'm like, oh, I really like it. Yeah. This is, but yeah, I did like the song. But Yeah, it's probably a Brett Gerwitz. <laughs> 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 but it also, the lyrics are very graphing. It makes you think this is a graphing song. But the harmonies, you you love you <laughs> love you some Brett Gerwitz. He'll be very happy to hear that if he ever hears this. <laughs> Thank you. I feel validated. Thank you. So I think they are among some of the greatest writers, and I don't think they get enough credit for that. I love them both. You 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 like Gerwitz. I, I like them both. No, I think no. they're good. <laughs> So here's a song from the first album, How Can Hell Be Any Worse? It's called Faith in God. Yeah, it's pretty easy to see this song was written by a teenager. I mean, you listen yeah, to it. It's like, yeah. it's How somebody who did this. So Graffin was probably 16 or so okay. when this album came out, 16, 17, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I love that the critiques are the same, but the older they got, the critiques became more nuanced and astute. But this was just like, ah, you really got I don't want uh, pity. And, you know, whatever. So, but I love this line, and I feel like this is tra- trajectory they went on. There's, there's moments in the song, even though it was written by a teenager, there's these moments that are, I think for a teenager, still quite astute. So you're living on a mound of dirt, but you can't explain your reason for existence, so you blame it on God. So much hatred in this world, and you can't decide who's pulling the strings, so you figure it's God. Your whole life foreshadows death, and you finally realize you don't want to die alone, so you'll always have God. There's three instances where people always evoke God Mm -hmm. in these times when it's convenient, and I think that is the message of this song. Like you hear people all the time. Oh, why do all these bad things happen to me? Oh, I don't believe in God. But when good things happen, I'm blessed and highly favored. (laughs) Oh, God, God, isn't he good? Oh, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I feel like this song was questioning that you are utilizing God when it is convenient to you. I'm poor. I don't know what's going on. Okay. I blame God for the fact that I'm poor and I'm eating cereal for dinner. (laughs) Right, and yeah. then, you know, it's 
God, forgive me for everything when you're on your deathbed. I, mm-hmm. I think, again, for someone who's a teenager to process things in this way, I think, again, the rest of the song is just like, and you're everything. Yeah, it's just like, okay. But then this line, it's a, it, it really shines through. So I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah, when I heard it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this is the first album because his voice sounds so different like i'm like wow he because i mean i should say and we're going to talk about it but yeah his voice is very i really like his voice because it's very clear and it's he just singing he doesn't sound like he's trying to sing it's just like he's singing the song you it better re- not be insulting the rest of my favorite bands <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, right because you you i mean it's amazing now you can listen to that because i'm when she plays for me like someone like um who is it who you go who you right you talking about? um who, who you talking about i I see there. Oh yeah, you don't know. That's right. Because <laughs> anyway, the point is like you've listened to a lot of. I can't make out what they're saying. Um, like it's a lot. It's a lot of screaming. It's a lot of ah. But I can really hear what he's saying. He's just singing it. He's not like doing runs. It's just like well, sometimes he does. But it's just like I don't know. I feel. But this song, it's like wow. He he's just like eh, just he sounds like he's just nagging. Um, but I like the part. I love the riff. The riff is just good. That guitar riff is just like, it's really good. And I love how it pauses. Like, I'm like, oh, is it over? Because, you know, their songs clearly can be like 56 minutes. So it just like stops. Wait, they have songs that are 56 minutes? I'm sorry, seconds. <laughs> what is time? A trick. <laughs> no, they don't. But yeah, like, yeah, it just paused. And I'm like, oh, is it over? And then it came back. And I'm like, yeah, I really like that. So I enjoyed the music. And the lyrics, I like when he says, yeah, go ahead and believe, but don't. It's basically like you can believe, but your ability to think is just as important. Like you need mm-hmm. to use your brain. Like, and that's something, I mean, not all churches, but the church I came from, the brain was not encouraged because I was like thinking with your carnal mind. So it was like if you're using your brain, then you're not having your faith and you're going on your own. So they really discouraged independent thinking or thinking that would be, you know, challenging what you're hearing. Like, is this true? Like, why do we, why do we say this? I really enjoyed the lyrics. I thought, yeah, even though he was a kid, he's just like, ah, you know. And he's like, it's okay if you believe in God, but the moment you've, like, been to their lives, why is God making you hate people? Like, why is God making you become so irrational when it comes to science or theory or just dealing with the problems of society? Like, God should be able to advance you. Like, it's okay to believe in God. if you. And I know people are going to believe in God, so I don't think, like, I felt like, again, this song wasn't him being preachy like oh you can't believe in god but if you're gonna believe in god you have to have a responsibility for that belief because if that belief is not honest and it's hateful then why are you believing it like you shouldn't believe in anything that's encouraging you to discard people and make it seem as if people deserve punishment because they are living a certain way just the presumptions that people have for people because they are not saved or they don't go to the same church and believe the same thing that's dangerous Mm -hmm. because it's like where is that rooted in how do you even know this person just because they don't believe you think they're destined to hell and then when you ask them that like so are you saying they're going to hell they're like well i mean god gives you many chances to get it right you know (laughs) god's giving you a lot of chances to make it right too so are you hating right are you a hater (laughs) oh okay yeah, I love this album, but honestly, if they stayed on this level, Bad Religion would not be yeah, one of right. my favorite bands. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> I'm being so honest. <laughs> and you probably wouldn't be into a meeting. You'd be like, what is this? <laughs> First album. So. 
and it's a great first album. It is for first album, and there's a lot of people's first albums that are great, like Metallica, Kill 'Em All. If they were doing Kill 'Em All to this day, I'd be like, meh. Yeah, right. Even though it's a great album, people evolve and they mature, and I love that for bands. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's necessary. <laughs> we have a song that is definitely by your man, Red Gerwitz. God, I know that it's wrong to kill my first what he hasn't done. And as a place like in the sky, it sounds like heaven is falling. It sounds like heaven is falling from the Generator album. That's your man. <laughs> I do love that. I do That's love, your man, Brett Gerwitz. I do love So, heaven what are your thoughts falling. about heaven is falling? Yeah. I knew it. it's Brett Gerwitz. Of course you love it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like. <laughs> of course you love this song. Heaven is falling. <laughs> Yeah, it's a head bumper. I love the guitars on this. I mean, it's very joyful. I find myself really enjoying joyful. it. Joyful. Yeah, I know. I know. I'll get to that. Okay. okay. That, find I it joyful. Hear. There's a lyric where he says, he basically starts it off where he's quoting Psalms 23 and 4. You know, though I walk through this valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. But he's like talking about bombs and the excuses of violence. And it's like, hey, I want to be a man. But it's like, uh, you know. I have to. I like that it addresses that because I think that's a pivotal thing for you know definitely boys growing up. You're taught you have to embody what it means to be a man. Like one day you gotta pick up a gun. You have to defend what's yours because you know you can't be a p word. This is kind of addressing that, and I like how he talks. Like he mentions the deep blue sea, mm. and also like caught between the devil and the deep blue sea because to me like the natural material is like the deep blue sea like that's the depression but then the devil is the spiritual thing so it's like you're fighting you're caught between both of them like even i mean you don't even have to believe in the devil but to acknowledge like an enemy or something like opposing progress you're caught in between that and it's like a, a, a war between that and so yeah i i i really like this song I, Brett, of course you do. Brett it's Brett Gerwitz. He did his thing. So the thing with Brett Gerwitz that I love about Brett Gerwitz is a lot of the songs have the religious allegory, which you touched on here, or quotes or inspired by verses. And then it's also mixed with political and anti-imperialist war commentary. He has a lot of anti-war songs right. in the catalog, but also existential rumination. So you see some of that in this song mm. as well. Like, I want to be a man, but God, I don't want to have a gun in my, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, as I said, Brett Goritz and Greg Graffin, they are among two of my favorite songwriters of all time. I have no idea why people <laughs> have not figured this out. You got Lennon and McCartney. Everybody talks about Lennon and McCartney. And people in the punk scene actually do say that they're the Lennon and McCartney of punk. Oh wow! I, don't don't tell anybody, but I think they're actually better than. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Dang, okay. Don't come at me. Don't come at me with that one. So you know, people talk about Elton John, Benny Maupin, Simon and Garfunkel, right? And then sometimes you hear rumblings about Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn, which I don't think a lot of people talk about them either. But you do hear some rumblings about that. But no one outside of the punk scene really talks about Greg Graffin and Brett Gerwitz. And I think that is a problem. I think they are some of the greatest songwriters of all time. And this song is a perfect example as to why. So the question I have for you, 
is are you familiar with the thousand points of light thing because that was no. a lyric i, I did read song. that and i didn't i didn't yeah no so the thousand points of light brett gerwitz is also a science fiction fan i'm not sure if he sort of took from that he, he definitely took thousand points of light from the george bush speech but it's also a reference in uh, arthur c Clarke's writing so you know 2001 all that kind of stuff it was way before that, but mm -hmm. uh, William S. Burroughs, I think, also has used it. George Herbert Walker Bush, the father, mm. not Prescott Bush, the grandfather, not right. the Nazi, but George Herbert Walker Bush. He famously used it in several times in his speeches. And one of the ways he used it was, and I'm quoting, a brilliant diversity spread like stars, like a thousand points of light in a broad and peaceful sky. Quite poetic, isn't it? <laughs> so he also says, quote, I have spoken of a thousand points of light of all the community organizations that are spread like stars throughout the nation doing good. We will work hand in hand, encouraging, sometimes leading, sometimes being led, rewarding. We will work on this in the White House, in the cabinet agencies. I will go to the people in the programs that are the brighter points of light and I will ask every member of my government to become involved. So this is talking about volunteering and mm -hmm. this is similar to Obama having a, a national volunteer day or whatever. Right. It's like, hmm. yeah, when he talks about as I walk beneath the valley, I shall fear no evil for thanks to King George and his rainbow cabinet. <laughs> today murder is legal. I mean, the writing here is brilliant. Yeah, it is so brilliant you promised me a new day of dawning i've seen a thousand points of light like so many points of hatred shame and horror god i want to be a man but i don't want to die with a rifle in my hand and as the planes blacken the sky it sounds like heaven is falling this is oh, yeah great girl man oh girl well, nothing here looks new to me but a score of mother's son caught between the devil and the deep blue sea oh tell you man that's that's why you love Gerwitz because it sounds like this. Yeah. So I don't know you got you. Yeah, got I re yeah, I really like that. The heaven is falling. Like it's such a great visual way of seeing whatever has been imagined heaven to be like. All of those great things just falling on us. Sort of like a meteorite. By the time it gets mm -hmm. to us, it's destruction and it's you know destroying everything. So yeah. I <laughs> Why are these people not considered some of the greatest songwriters of all time? I have a question. This is a serious question. <laughs> Seriously. Come on, people. <laughs> so here's another girl with song because you love this guy. Don't pray on me. Don't pray, Don't on, pray me. on me. And that's from Recipe for Hate. Yes, which I'm already gonna, and I haven't gotten to this. I'm still on my bad religion journey. Generators next, but I already which, know. Which you were here, the last song we just talked about, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like, yeah. So the music and "Don't Pray on Me." I mean, I love the double meaning of the song "Don't Pray on Me." Don't right, pray exactly. On me. Yeah. Oh, love it. Right, that's that's clear. Gerwitz, man, Girl, <laughs> you getting your flowers today, Gerwitz. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I love that, like, don't pray on me. Yeah, so it's like, so this song makes me, yeah, I'm like, this is one of my favorite songs. Like, this is air guitar for me. Like, it makes me want an air guitar with a very expressive face. Like, I'm killing this. So it's, it reminds me almost like a folk song. Uh, a lot like, of and I, songs are like, folk. yeah. I mean, I punk is a folk music. That okay, that makes sense. So I have it. I wrote it as. I don't know if this is. I mean, this is how I heard it. 
Like if Joni Mitchell had loud guitars with her singing the boho dance from the hissing of the summer lawns. Like hmm. the way she sings the boho dance is kind of reminiscent to how I feel he's singing this song. Hmm. Um, but I love the pacing. Yeah, I just like that it's and I love the feedback. It just kinda it just ends on all of that the guitar just kinda wailing. Yeah, I I was like, this is this is really good. <laughs> And it's like, I like, it's like, you know, everyone is equal. Just don't measure it. Oh. Like, that's so that's like, brilliant it's lyric, so man. good. It's brilliant so lyric. good. Cause it's like, you have to, because everyone always thinks about it. So you measure it. It's like, yeah, but you are, you say you're equal, but how are you measuring that? Plessy equality? versus Ferguson. Mm-hmm. You know, Brown versus Board of Education. Right. Separate, but equal. You know, I mean, they didn't use that exact example, but. It's, I feel that it's referencing. <laughs> right. So uh, I feel like there is a reference to a song from Generator, the last song on Generator, Only Entertainment. So the first lyric, a grisly scene on my electron being told a story about human rights. I mean, right there, it just tells you where it's going to go. Yeah. So I caught the connection of that. Well, at least I, I don't know if this is exactly it, but later on, he talks about the company, which made me think of like the CIA um, and maybe Jack did it to me, right. but he did it to Sophia now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, you know, and like, yeah, the when the Grizzly scene, I'm like, oh, you like MLK Jr. Mm. The protests that were going on mm-hmm. for two weeks. So I mean, yeah, I I like that. It's it's like it's it's playing off of all of these things, like praying and praying. Like, I really really enjoyed this song. I had yeah. to start. While the former gets warmer, it's the latter that matters, except on the nation's airwaves and custodians of public opinion straight back after vainly discussing her rice laying her hands off her body. It's not your, your fucking life. life. I love that line. Yes. It's not your fucking <laughs> life. Yeah, that's yeah. I was waiting for you to do it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Are you getting your flowers today, Rick? <laughs> Oh, just, this is great. <laughs> says, well, I guess God was a lot more demonstrative back when he right. parted the sea. Now everybody's praying what? Don't pray on me. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Like, I guess God was more demonstrative. Like, he's like, yeah, right? like the turning stones into bread. So Isn't turning stones into bread incorrect, though? Because I think a lot of people, Right, because that's, yeah, exactly. Because uh, Willie Nelson had that part in We Are the World. People were like, yo, that's not right. Yeah, because so, that was the temptation, like. The devil said, can you turn these phones into bread? Yeah, this great song. <laughs> See, we're going, we're going through this pretty quickly. Yeah. We're on number five. Yeah. Wow. If no and me, we would we would have been on five like two hours from now. But I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to help you out, homie. So <laughs> Atheist Peace from the Empire Strikes First. So this one's interesting to me because Greg Graffin identifies as a naturalist as opposed to an atheist. So a lot of people talk about him being an atheist like, well, I'm actually a naturalist. So this is an interesting choice of a lyric and a title because there's also a spectrum of belief in the band. There are folks who are more spiritually minded. I would say 
that uh, even Brett Goritz is a little more spiritually minded. I think he does look at Buddhism as perhaps having some value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think people have a lot of questions, but yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't say people are Christian, like outright, you know, right. obviously. <laughs> but the word that I think of when I think of the song is secular as opposed to atheist. Mm -hmm. So having a secular piece versus right. an atheist piece. So some of the lyrics are interesting as to why I think that. So the changing with the times and developmentally tortured minds are the average citizen's sources of pain. Tell me what we're fighting for. I don't remember anymore. Only temporary reprieve. And so I listen to that and I just go, people are tired of war. And then, you know, the re religious rationalizations of why tax dollars are perpetually being funded for it. People are absolutely tired. People are questioning I think, why are you utilizing? Why are you uttering? Why are you using God as an excuse to do this? I don't know. That's maybe why some people are uh, questioning their relationship to God or turning more to secularism. But I feel like, again, in reading the song, I just think as opposed to atheist peace, I think secular. Yeah, but that's that's that. my reading of it. Obviously, they wrote that word for a reason, and maybe it just fit better than secular. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, political forces ran, bitter cold winds of discontent, and the modern age emerged triumphantly. But now it seems we stalled, and it's time to devolve and relive the dark chapters of history. Uh, this is Devo, which is a oh, great right. band. We love we Devo. <laughs> I love Devo. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> It's another van. It's sort of this point where we are in a process of the evolution, you know, the promotion of the rejection of doing any type of research, mm -hmm. any sort of it, the rejection of intellectualism, the rejection of. That's what I have actually here. Yeah. The rejection of intellectualism. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually having a conversation with somebody about this because. He was coming from a spiritual angle, and I'm like, I'm not going to dismiss the science and those that have done study to come to these conclusions. Like, how could you dismiss something that's been tested over and over and mm -hmm. collaborated with other people and, you know, really put to the test? Like, that just seems very, uh, it's just not, it's not an advance to humanity and thought if you're not allowing others to present those thoughts and to be critical of them and to challenge them and to embrace something that's just, you know, scientific and something you can actually test because you're not holding on to it too. Like, it's not like you have to believe it and you need it as a dogma to justify some like awful behavior is no, this is something we're seeing how useful it is. And if it's not, then we discard of it. Yeah. And so like this song, I really enjoyed. And I love that one Oh six when he says, Look at you at the, the world won't wait. What was it? And the world won't wait for the truth upon the plate. <laughs> 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 yeah and that power chord yeah. and i love oh and that mini jam at the end mm -hmm. i looped that on youtube i clipped it i'm like that's i like how it just gonna goes into one there and it's just like it's right like, yeah that, <laughs> that was really nice i was i like that a lot you like that. <laughs> yeah it's like wow that's that's a real sweet way to end the song like yeah they put a ribbon on it nice <laughs> <laughs> Here is a song I know for a fact that you love, because <laughs> I think you mentioned it. Only Rain 
from yes. the Descent of Man. It felt like So I have a couple of possible reasons why I think you love it, but What's those as it's a rainy day, you oh, tell yeah. us why you love it. I also, you asked me, so I'll just tell you one of them. I think the song was written by Brett Gerritz, <laughs> even though this is the period where right, they were doing the co-writes. Yeah. I think this is 1 billion percent a Gerritz song. So that's one of my reasons. The other one, okay, I'll tell you. Because it has a guitar solo introing yeah, it, exactly. has a guitar solo yeah. during the bridge, and it has a guitar solo exiting the song. Yes. So those absolutely. are my two. <laughs> and this was the first song that I put on my playlist, and that's like, yeah, I, I love it. It's just like, yeah. The, song, just, the yeah. song also has some of my favorite fills by Brooks Wackerman. So, yeah. Yeah. Amazing fills in it. And he does a lot of them, but this one's. Yeah, crazy. the drumming is great. It's just like, wow, okay. So yeah, I, I really enjoy this. So I what love. are your what are your reasons? Was I so right? I, you were right. That's, I have all of that <laughs> rock. Like the, I love the chuckling guitars. Like 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 throughout, it's just like going through, and it's like you're in it. Like you just you're in it. And well, I, I love do, the do, do quite a bit of palm muting in there. Right, it's quite a bit of palm muting during the the verses. Yeah. yeah, it's like rain fell like judgment, but it's like yeah, it made me think of like natural disasters, you know. And how those are justified as like this is God's wrath to punish you, <laughs> right? Bringing famine, drought, and plague. I saw the face of that guy. Uh, shall we not even use his name? But he was on the Seven Hundred Club and always basically <laughs> justifying <laughs> like awful things I happening. Forgot about that show. You know exactly. I saw his face throughout the whole thing. Like, yeah, that's wow. Him. Who was that? Was that <laughs> that wasn't Billy Graham though? No, that was not the Billy other Graham. It's the other guy. Uh, Rovers. What is it? Oh, Pat Robertson. Pat Robertson. Pat Robertson. That right? guy. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that show. <laughs> yeah. And it also just reminded me of doom sharing. Like everything's bad. Everything is just like mm. about to be. We have to wait for the coming of Christ because things are so horrible and they're getting worse because these immigrants are coming to the country. Ah. Oh. You know. But isn't this a country of immigrants? <laughs> wait a minute. Right. Bring us your tired. Bring us your poor. What happened to that? <laughs> Well, the the Statue of Liberty is a French right. import. Hello, <laughs> which was inspired by an African woman, if I'm not mistaken. So it's everything oh, is yeah. a hodgepodge of everything, mm -hmm. and y'all are talking about the immigrants are taking our jobs. Okay, you go out there and work for 15 hours in the hot sun for little pay. You go do go that. ahead and do it. Hmm? You go do that. <laughs> if it's not right for migrants to do that, or what they call migrants, mm -hmm. it's not right for anyone to do that. The interesting thing is a lot of people, it's this very fine line, and I understand what people are trying to say, but there is no class consciousness in the way they say it. Well, who else is going to take the jobs? It's right. like, what? What? <laughs> <sighs> what in the world? There, you have no class consciousness when you say something like that, seriously. Right. Or Ocasio-Cortez. So she did the same exact thing when, you know, they're, they're still talking about building a wall or whatever. <laughs> but then, you know, when they're trying to do away with child labor laws in this country, obviously she disagrees with that. 
but then she's talking about the immigration policy and she's advocating for quote unquote immigrants to have these same jobs uh-huh. as opposed to talking about labor rights itself. So she's doing the same exact thing where it's just right. like, well, immigrants need jobs. Right. <laughs> They, right, they exactly. can take the dangerous jobs. I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but she's literally mm-hmm. go go watch her interviews. <laughs> she's literally saying the same exact thing. If you take away immigration, then yeah. that's going to destabilize the economy. That's right. her argument. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. And she claims to be a socialist. No. Mm. Like what? <laughs> Shouldn't you be talking about unionizing the right. jobs? Shouldn't you be talking about collectivizing the jobs, having worker-managed places of employment? But no. Well, if you take away the immigrants, that's just going to destabilize the economy. What kind of argument is that? Get away from me. Anyway, we are totally derailing this conversation. (laughs) But it's all connected. It's all connected. Right. (laughs) Because your counterpart in the magic art is Manufacturing Manufacturing Judgment Judgment Day. Day. Scientists save us from our rainy day. Mm. Yeah, I think this is Bright Corwitz. I do. But <laughs> I this is probably my favorite line. When a man gets down on his knees to pray, you know, find what he's able, but chances are of finding either way. That's a pre-chorus. <laughs> but it makes me think about when people talk about is it faith and good works or people mm-hmm. talking about the line that constantly gets misattributed to the Bible. We're talking about Bible verses again. <laughs> so God helps those who help themselves. You know who actually yeah. said that? Uh, it feels like uh, some capitalist. I don't know. Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. So this is part of the uh, Poor Richard's Almanac. Mm. So what people probably mean is, Bible quote incoming in 321, <laughs> 2 Thessalonians uh, three ten. So this is chapter three, verse 10, quote, for even when we were with you, we used to give you this order. If anyone is not willing to work, then he is not to eat either. So as the saying goes, if you don't work, right. then you can't eat, yeah. basically, right. which is still man, capitalist I, that was just, tripe. Right. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so also, I feel like where people sort of get this quote from are inspired by this quote, James chapter two, verse 24, you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. So as opposed to God helps those who help themselves. The interesting thing about the Bible to me and a lot of Christians, I have met one Christian in my life who is very well knowledgeable about the Bible and knows exact quotes and everything. A lot of people say they're faithful and they have read the Bible cover to cover, but the Bible is the one thing that can consistently gets misattributed and reinterpreted according to personal levels of comfort. Yes. And you can't do that with any other spiritual practice. Like you cannot reinterpret the Quran. Right. You're not, you can't, you cannot do that in Judaism. It's just Christianity seems to be the only faith the only spiritual practice you that, can make it say whatever you want that is so fascinating whatever to me you want. and that's been my whole thing like and you're calling it infallible you said that it can't be challenged it can't even be like brought to discussion you don't have a his i mean because people can interpret the bible very literally mm-hmm. like it's not figurative at all they don't see that even though jesus even said i speak in parables like <laughs> this is not meant to be taken in a way where you're like misapplying it but it happens all the time and it, yeah, see your point. Like you can't do that with the Quran or 
a lot of these other spiritual texts because it's seen as sacred and timeless. Like you cannot remove it. You have to sing it as melody. Like and with Christianity, you can do that. It's specifically in the church I came from. The amount of stress they put on the Bible, like they'll just say that's Bible. That's Bible. That's the, that's in the word. I know the Bible is right. Somebody's wrong. I know the Bible is right. Somebody's wrong. That was a song I heard all the time what in church. That? What yes. That? I know the Bible is right. Somebody's wrong. That's what they said. Well, who, the who is that? Somebody <laughs> who's somebody. That's what I would ask. Whoever wrote that song. Who's somebody. Right. Basic instructions before, before leaving, leaving earth. earth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But y'all don't even follow these basic instructions because y'all out here saying Donald Trump is second coming to Jesus. So I don't know what to tell y'all. Number seven. We're on song seven. Just in case. Better off dead. Speaking of from Stranger hey. Than Fiction. You like it? Like you know who wrote dead. that, right? I know. I see that. Yeah. That's your man. It. Yeah. So you you uh, all the you subconsciously picked all the Brett Gerwitz songs. I know this that I have more of his songs. It's you true. You love him. Yeah. You would love that man. Here's Brett Gerwitz. If you're listening, here's somebody who loves you. <laughs> somebody loves you, Gurry. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Somebody loves you, Gurry. You know who it is. <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, this song, I really, really, really love this song. And in the words of Prince, dig you better dead. Um, <laughs> but like, I, yeah, I just love, especially the ending that just in case. <laughs> love that. I love songs that end with power chords, I realize. Like, I just, just, I don't know. It's something about like that. And it's just like, oh, nice. Wait, how you know it's a power chord? Well, maybe it's not a power chord, but that last, you know, you hear that. Oh. I'm just saying you, you, you don't play guitar, so I'm curious. Well, I've learned by listening to guitar and songs that. Okay. Chord. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's what I play on guitar. It's power chords. You play power chords. That's, yeah. that's, that's what I do. <laughs> right. I don't, I barely do. I have done bar chords occasionally, but I do mostly power chords. Cause I'm not that good, but that's good. Yeah. I love the sound of it, <laughs> and I love the, like the apology, like the sun, like oh, I'm sorry, you know, sorry about the sun. How could I know that they would burn? Like it, mm-hmm. yeah, just like those symbolic ways of saying it. My favorite part of the song is the little run that Greg Graffin does in the second verse. The, yeah, I put that in there. I, I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No. And Jay Bentley's bass runs, love it. I love Jay Bentley so much. So I love the whole band. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it sounds like it's sung from both perspectives of both God or the creator and the person questioning God's existence. So I feel like the verses are God and then the chorus is the person mm. who's questioning God. Right. So I could be totally wrong. That's just my interpretation. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> That was a great song. <laughs> if you're looking for a path, you are not trying to die a human race. Just right, to so play it safe. Yeah. I'll never make the same mistake. Next time, I'm going to make sure you participate. Yeah, that's that's such a Justin. good case. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a very, ah, yeah, that's a dialogue. Sunny Moon. Love it.
love it so much. This is such a good band. <laughs> they are good. Welcome to the Church of Bad Religion. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. Do you have a, a moment today to discuss the Church of Bad Religion? <laughs> <laughs> right, we're knocking. <laughs> what do you have to say about Bad Religion? It's good, man. It's good. <laughs> So you gotta do what you want. Do what you want. Suffer. So, suffer. Yeah, you like that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> of course, that's the title of the book that came out in recent years. And uh, that's a book that documents the life of the band. This is also another Brett Gerwitz song. Of course it is, because you picked it. <laughs> See? <laughs> do what you want. Do what you want for me has one of the greatest lyrics in the history of bad religion out of many great lyrics. They got some great ones, but I'll tear down the building just to pass through the door. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I love it. Yeah. I love, yeah, this song is great. <laughs> uh, the lyrics really got me. Like I was like, I had to look up what he was talking about, like the misanthropic anthropoid. Like I was like, so what? I got so we're gonna <laughs> talk a little bit about that because the song that pointed the way forward, and this is from the Do What You Want book. This is page ninety nine for those of you who are reading along. <laughs> the song that pointed the way forward was Do What You Want. On one hand, it's Brett. See, there you go, your man Brett. His shy critique of the malignant philosophy of Frederick Nietzsche. Indeed, the song's title is his interpretation of Nietzsche's will to power. In other words, what the philosopher posited is the driving force within all human beings. Nietzsche believed that th this will to power was neither good nor bad, but when it has been embraced by fascists and authoritarians, it conveniently ignores the fate of those who get trampled by those who seize power and seek more and more of it. Ironically, do what you want is the ultimate go for it anthem, a song that has launched millions of skate sessions. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I knew there was some philosophical. I mean, Nietzsche makes sense because it's like, yeah, you do what you want until like there's a there's a lyric. Yeah, but like, doing what you want is uh, also something that takes responsibility. Exactly. Which is exactly what this band is critiquing. Yeah. The fact that people do not take responsibility for their actions. <laughs> right. And talking about apathy and like feeling mm -hmm. and not like not caring. Like the two plus two is five type thing. I believe in on five. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the George Orwell connections. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is this That's a layered song. Love it. Do Love what it. you want. You got anything else? Yeah, no, that's it. Oh, well, I do like when it's like you can like go to hell and die with Superman. Like who can't? Like who cares? And do die you... like a Jeffy, yay! <laughs> right. It's like <laughs> what's the word when someone is being um when they're not clearly being serious, but they're telling you like in spirit, it's sort of nonchalant. Yeah, that's that's the way I'm looking for it, nonchalant. Wait, what? Being the part, nonchalant the, about what? The ending of that where it's like you know die with Superman or like just like yeah, hey, like who cares? Like do it oh yeah it's sort of flippant yeah it's like yeah like flipping yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't care do what you want go to hell with right. Superman. man <laughs> right care. do whatever yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
I'm on a garret, man, I'm run to the door. Out there down the villages you pass through the door. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. They're so good. We have a podcast about bad religion. Wow. Okay. The penultimate song on this list. See, we are at the penultimate song. Is it? I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you, man. This is a song that introduced me to the band because this is the first album I ever got of this band. Oh, no. No control. So the song that starts off the album. Well, the shoes on the front. I to watch to a change of ideas. So again, it's another. Do you have time to talk about We need a change of ideas. So this is a rare occurrence of Graffin's writing being on this list. How do you feel about that? I love it. <laughs> really, I do. <laughs> I love this song. This is a great choice that you have made <laughs> subconsciously because yeah. you're like, is this, is this Gerwitz too? No, it's Greg Graffin. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but this whole song, it's, it's so beautiful. The palaces now stand where the coffins are relayed. Oh. Yeah. And the times we see ahead, we must glaze with rosy hues, for we don't wish to admit what it is we have to lose. This is amazing. Millennium coming. The modern age is here. It sanctifies the future, yet renders us with fear. So many theories, so many prophecies. Right. What so we do need is a change of ideas. When we are scared, we can hide in our referees. But what we need is a change of ideas. Change of ideas, change of ideas. What we need now is a change of ideas. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, and it's so what? short. It's like, it's perfect. Oh, yeah, we do. We need a change of ideas. Like, so many theories, so many oh. prophecies. I love that line because, like, it's so many, but like, we have to stay forward with changing our ideas, like mm -hmm. because life is constantly changing. So we right. can't just be stagnant and be like, "No, this is the only way." It's like, no, you have to invite that. And and I like it. And a reverie is one of my favorite words. Really, so it is. I love that word. <laughs> and so when he uses, it's like, yes, it's like we have so many of that. We can daydream and you know, mm -hmm. ooh, long, but it's like we gotta change our ideas if you want to like really see some change. We can't because the idea is the building block you have to be able to imagine and i put you know put yourself in hypotheticals so i i like that he invites that because ideas require imagination and mm. so <laughs> yeah this y'all been depending on god so long what how's that going for you <laughs> you know that's right. I, that's essentially <laughs> right what results <laughs> I'm not even an atheist or an agnostic, and I'm just like, yeah, I can't argue with any of this. <laughs> no, I mean, I, yeah, that's what we need. Is a change of ideas. Is a change of ideas. <laughs> yeah. Right now. <laughs> Changing into. American Jesus. American Jesus. <laughs> which I love this song. I, I, know, I know you. Uh, yeah. So guess yeah. what? This is an actual co-write. This is before co they started okay. doing the co-writes. This is an actual co-write between your man, Greg Gerwitz, yes. and Greg Graff. <laughs> I love it. So what do you love about this song? I love that. Yeah. It's, okay. So I have a lot of notes for this one. The evangelicalism, Jesus. Is this capitalist spiritual person in America 
All right, Jesus is presented to be someone who just wants you individually to be rich and healthy, and he works with the president. Like I, I love the lyric where he talks about our friends with the president, our friends with right. the pope. We all make our fortune yeah. selling daddy's dope, sitting here in Queens eating reef and peas, learning magazines, you give the outdoor seeds. We ain't got no. Fr- okay, anyway, so, right, it's like sorry. And he's going like he was just like <laughs> chewing it out. I was like, dang, he's just like he's about heaven. Mm-hmm. is the promised land because you know america it reminds me of mormons because you know mormons were like america is where adam and eve were born like this is the promised land. how can okay <laughs> wait, i never heard that before but america is not even 300 years old yet or something right, I know. how can adam and uh, right. eve be born Don't, in right. america <laughs> when y'all believe in the 2000 years fallacy right yeah. how, uh, where's america Th- that makes no th- i never heard that before that's what they believe wow yeah. okay. okay so i'm like I, oh. so yeah, he's really just pointing it out and i think the lyric that really hits me and i think it really causes a sense of reflection it's like and i'm fearful that he's inside of me well, I like that because it's just like, yeah, like if it's an American Jesus, and I like it's like American. I mean, you can go to it's not just in America. I mean, there's there's a Jesus in all parts of the world, but in America particularly, I feel like these themes that he's talking about is very central, and it's like, yeah, you're gonna reflect those those ideologies because it's the way Jesus is promoted now. The people, if you just say the word Jesus and you close your eyes, what are you gonna see? You know, you're gonna see either a Palestinian. A, <laughs> right. You, that's the right answer. <laughs> but if you know, usually you go to, to people. You're going to see Cesar, the Cesar, right, Cesar Borges, uh, Borges interpretation, interpretation of a dude with one hair. Yeah. yeah. That's the idea. And it's like, that's who I want to be with. You know, and it's like, that's the Jesus that makes it seem as if you need to try hard because you got to put your faith in me and I'll get you better. You know, so. Yeah, this song just like, yeah, we got the American Jesus. <laughs> like, it's just so like, I don't got the lyrics yet, but yeah, I, I really like it. <laughs> yeah, this is obviously questioning Christofascism and, and right-wing nationalism tied with Christianity. It's clearly what the song is about. I don't need to be a global citizen because I'm blessed by nationality. It's like, I do not want to leave the four walls of this country because I got God. I got guns. My God and my country. I don't need nothing else. I'm a member of a growing populace. We enforce our popularity. Yeah, you sure do. Mm -hmm. So there's a power and a vital presence that's lurking all around. We got the American Jesus seal on the interstate. Yeah, that billboard of Donald Trump. Talking about he's the second coming of Jesus. This is exactly, I'm telling you, right. this was what, 1993? I'll tell you all time, for My real. Goodness. I feel sorry for the Earth's population because so few live in the USA. Right. At least the foreigners can copy our morality. Right. Of course, you know, exporting morality, whatever that is. So religion via imperialism. Mm-hmm. They can visit, but they cannot stay. stay. Of course, like, oh, do you? Wait, do you have yeah. documentation? Right, are you here? Wait, you, wait. Did you cross uh, over? Are you illegally? illegal? Right, are you illegal? Like, uh, uh, people, people, PSA, no person is illegal. Okay, stolen. documentation does not determine your humanity. Can we please get that right? <laughs> Only precious few can garner their prosperity. It makes us walk with renewed confidence. We got a place to go when we die in the architect 
it's right here. I mean, this is so great. This is so great. He's the farmer's bear in fields. The force of the army wields the expression of the faces of starving millions. The power of the man. He's the fuel that drives the clan. The clan He's the motive right. of the conscience of the murderer. He's a preacher on TV, the false sincerity, the form letter that's written by the big computers, the nuclear bombs, the kids with no moms. moms. And what? I'm fearful that he's inside me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I but like... the one thing is the counter harmonies. I don't know if you caught any of that, which yeah. Bad Religion does a lot of, which okay. they're great at. The counter harmonies. I don't know. How, did you hear I, any? I, I, yeah, it? some are coming out. but So in God. We yeah, we tried, right? Because he's yeah. one right, of yeah, us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Break down, cave in. He can yeah, redeem yeah, your yeah, sin. Right. Strong heart, uh -huh. clear mind, and definitely kind. You're loose, we win. He, he is, is our champion. champion. Yeah. Love, it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah, love it. I did pick up on that. It's like that's good. <laughs> love it so much. And of course, one nation under God, one which nation. I actually covered the song, oh, yeah. and I rounded it out with gaba gaba hey because that's exactly what it's <laughs> like ramon's pinhead gaba gaba hey it, it gave me that energy but gaba. also it just really makes me gaba gaba we accept you we accept you one of us kind of okay except the the film freak said gooba gaba gooba gaba we accept something like that right but uh yeah you should we should watch the movie freaks together it's one of What's the about? freaks uh todd browning and it's one of the first films, it got banned, but it's one of the first films to actually look at disabled folks as protagonists on some level. You could argue that it's exploitative in a way, but the film is actually about exploitation of disabled people, but they end up being protagonists. So a lot of folks in the disabled community, when that came out, were like, okay, you know? uh -huh. I'm sure there were some that were like, wait a minute. But it is a very interesting film to look at. We should we okay. should watch it. Okay. It's it's interesting. we accept you one of us. So it the end of American Jesus with the chant of one nation under God makes me think of that. Oh, okay. So in my cover of that, I did add Gaba oh, Gaba yeah. Hey, which is the end of Pinhead by the Ramones, which is inspired by the film Freaks. Oh, okay. So it's a lot of like cross-referencing here. Right. But yeah, one nation under god gaba gaba hey so <laughs> yeah and the song actually gives me a ramones vibe anyway it's uh quite interesting yeah it's yeah, yeah and like, <laughs> what a good riff too i love that riff. let me tell you something the oh it's the opening riff the ending riff but it's also the i guess pre-chorus riff mm -hmm. or pre-verse riff i guess you want to say that is to me one of the greatest riffs of all time. Thank you, Brian Baker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for, that's great. for continuing to play that. So Brian Baker was not in the band uh when uh that song was written, but he did explain his playing of it in I'm forgetting it was an interview he did where he talked about his favorite riffs or something. And so he was talking about playing to ways of playing it and i play the alternate version because i'm not that great of a guitar player so he's like yeah when i'm feeling lazy i play it this way i play it the lazy right, way okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a that's a great song and uh that was a co-write from your man right gurry 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 gurry, <laughs> gurry and great, Gigi. <laughs> yeah what a great writer so thank you for writing that that riff that was one of my maybe top three favorite riffs of all time. That yeah. intro to song. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. like, 
Yeah, I, I had it up in my car listening to it today. Yeah, I was blasting it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it, it's it's a head bobber. Love that song. Love it. I love the band's whole catalog. I have to say, I, I can't think of any songs that I'm like meh that are skippable. So, good job, Bad Religion. Yeah, <laughs> you have now uh, had uh, someone here enter the community I'm, of Bad Religion. Right, here. it's not, and I really enjoy it. I mean, I'm gonna listen to the rest of their records, and yeah, I'll tell you what I think. I mean, like I said, the next one is um, Generator. And but I really, really enjoyed <laughs> Like a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a planet. Like a fucking atomba. <laughs> I'm perturbed by the joy and the madness that I ain't gonna reveal where I that's I don't know why that song makes me so happy. You know who wrote that, right? Greg Graffin? Or no. That's your man. Oh, your bre- your oh, man's okay. wrote that. <laughs> okay. Your man's wrote that song. <laughs> oh, I'm telling him. See? I'm telling him that you Ooh, I'm telling him that you see. Know. I'm not yet at the point where I can remember like that. Yeah, that song makes me so. There's two bad religion songs that make me incredibly happy, and I just scream them. Generator is <laughs> one of them, and it's only over when dot 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 ellipsis. Those two songs no, when they come on. Yet. Yes, you have. Is that the first record? No, it's Into the Unknown. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I got. It's. I got to remember to listen to that on YouTube because it's not on. Well, I have it on vinyl. That's right. Like the for real vinyl, not the bootleg. Yeah. You'll never know the feeling to you try that in a feeling you all about. And you can't see the takeaway of that. It's a triangle that you got to know. And don't mislead. And don't mislead. You can be your only friend when they have a fall down. And you don't hear a sound that you look around and see. Yeah. Let it talk. Oh, I don't care what everybody says. <laughs> Is it the sense? I will defend the into the unknown delivery. every single episode I if I have to. I don't uh, care. No, that makes me like that's you sounded oh, really good. Like when the sinks come in and then you have the right. Oh, it makes me so happy. I love songs like that. Makes me so happy. And generator, like the set you you put that record on, like a rock. Those two songs make me so happy. So happy. I can't even explain it. You saw me in the car when Generator came on. I was like (laughs) screaming it. So I I love it. I love those two songs. So yeah, you're going to, you know, Generator, I want to hear what you think about it for sure. (laughs) So you got any uh, final words for this episode? Well, I'm glad I listened to these tracks. Uh, like I said, I'm encouraged to listen to more. I think, again, as a PK or someone just like, what's interesting is is these themes I've thought of at some point. And again, I find it sincere, just really questioning and just like, hey, use your brain. That's a good thing. Otherwise, it is bad religion, right? Like, <laughs> if you're not using it for good, it's bad. I do agree with that premise. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it, it was, and I do love that, I mean, I guess I could have done 27 songs, but it would have been, it would have been, no, I'm not going to even say that. I ain't going to, I take it back. No, you don't. <laughs> it's too late. 10 I'm, was enough for me to in. like. I'm leaving that in. 
You heard? The, I feel uh, validated now. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. We were listening to them on repeat. It all came to 21 minutes, which was perfect. It's like, oh, that's the whole minutes. wait. All oh, these 10 songs, 21 minutes. That's it. Yeah. See, we could have done 27. <laughs> would have been an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. See, I feel validated now. Thank you. Yeah. See. Thank you. <laughs> they I are. They do have it. short songs. So I mean. Yeah, they do. But I, I felt like I would have like. Yeah, it would have probably took me on the sissy. But I'm going to listen to the other songs you sent. I still have them. Good. I'm going to finish the records. and Yeah, but I, I really love his voice. Like, that's what I've come... I think what I've come out of this experience is, like, he has a good voice. Like, a really like solid... Greg Raffin's great. Greg Raffin is one of the two of my favorite rock singers of all time. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's forced. It sounds easy. I, I don't great. know if it is, but well, it's he just... Well, he, he sang in choir when he was a kid, so okay. I'm sure that's coming from a lot of that. But I can hear, yeah, it's just like, yeah, he he was born to do this. <laughs> That's Love I mean, it. yeah. So shout out to that. Religion. He's a professor. He he is a professor on the stage. One two three four. <laughs> One two three four. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I didn't know he was gonna do that. <laughs> That's been in my head too. And the other song is, I can see your green screen mentality. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, get off. 20. Maybe that should be the closing question for every show because <laughs> I talked about it in the last one. But you brought it up. So what are your thoughts? I, you, didn't hear, you didn't hear that part I just said. Because you would have been like, oh, no. Because when you asked me. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> what, did, what did you say? What, hold, hold up. What? 23. <laughs> 23. Positions in the one. Oh, hell no. <laughs> no, no. That's what I was joking. But no, I, I love Get Off because it's so. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah, that was a like, Prince off. song. Right. That's what I'm like. <laughs> it, yeah. took, it took me a minute. 23 positions in the one. I do not like that stand. song. Only call Prince you is gonna, after Prince is going to strike me down now. Let a woman be a woman. No. So like, yeah, Get Off. We talked about it the other day. It, it's almost like he's saying. I'm uncomfortable by how much I'm like, I want to get off, but I want to get off of this feeling for you. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's, yeah, I love the double entendres in that. And I love that it's, you know, and I, yeah, it's a sexy song and that he's using. It's a sexy song. It's sexy. And that it's like, wow. We, I know. I mean, <laughs> I would it, not attribute it right, to that, but. It, right. But uh, let me tell, say, yeah, because I don't mean sexy and like, <laughs> this is not a song. <laughs> I'm like, uh. Wait, wait. Yeah, let me clarify. By sexy, I don't mean like I'm putting this on my sexy playlist. Because <laughs> it's not going on my sexy I'm like, playlist. I don't know what right. kind of playlist you got, buddy. But uh... this is not going on the sexy playlist. But it's sexy in that what he's saying. It's like, look, at, I want to. Like, I don't get sexy, but okay. I know. I just, the, hey, like, interpretation for everybody, right? <laughs> I just that's not the first word that would come to mind when I I love this song but right but is it sexy no I wouldn't you just said I know I said it but I'm like I would but sexy is not just like sexy you know sexy is attitude to me as well like it's posture it's display Greg Graffin will be very happy to know that you are attributing (laughs) uh, the song he wrote with those qualifications yeah so I mean sexy I, I I be like, I've never heard anyone call it that before. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, you know. I, I, I would have never. Uh, 
Yeah, that's now. Like, so there, I should. You know what? Now every every episode I do, every the first question is always going to be, "What do you think of Into the Unknown?" And the last question is going to be, "What do you think of Get Off?" Right, Into the Unknown, Get Off. Two like answer right. Very weird question. Why are you asking me this? Ask Jesse. He, he started. <laughs> Sexy. Wow. Um. Yeah. Okay. So sexy with qualifications. I mean, sexy in a sense that it's like <laughs> I want to. You know, every time I scrutinize, I just you say screw, screw it. it. Right. <laughs> We're on a ride down a blind. Can't do, do it. it. <laughs> right. I like that. I appreciate that, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, he has. He has a, a very interesting way of utilizing words to make them rhyme. <laughs> I love it. Can't do it. Screw I don't, I, it. I don't know if anybody else would. It's pretty clever. Most people would have said conduit, but he's like, "What? Do, how do I rhyme? What word do I rhyme with? Screw it. Hmm, can't do it. Right. Can't do it. <laughs> or what? What's the? Uh, there, I think he does it in another space in the song too. But. <laughs> yeah. So how he does. How he says the word alluring, I love how he says that. But it's it's the phrasing. He does it in more than a few songs. This is the adjective of decadent of your alluring entrance. I love right. it. Yeah, 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 it's like he's crossing over a bridge. It's like how <laughs> he phrases some things are just so clever. Would you call that sexy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No. He's never gonna let it go. <laughs> What's sexy is that it's called Get Off. Maybe I'm confusing it. And I wouldn't even... Well, yeah, Get Off is... I mean, the first lyric in the song is lucidious. Lucidious. So clearly, it is about getting off. (laughs) But also, it's like, as you said, I want to get off of these feelings that I am conflicted by in my attraction to you. Right. It is a highly underrated song I don't see a lot of people talking about. And that's what I mean. These two dudes are among some of the greatest songwriters that I have ever seen in my life. I don't know why people don't acknowledge this. Yeah, I mean, I guess perception earlier again is that when I first heard of Bad Religion, I thought it was all just like anti-religion songs, of course. But like, even if you see the word bad, it made me think of bad. Like bad isn't always bad, right? Bad is good. Bad meaning bad. Right, exactly. Not bad meaning good. Or wait. Run DMC. <laughs> Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. good. Oh, speaking of, they apparently found the dudes that uh, murdered Jam Master J. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Really? I mean, Dang. Two billion years later. So. She was. Yeah. But. But yeah, not like bad meaning bad, but, but bad, bad meaning good. good. Yeah. yeah. It's like, ooh, you bad. You got it bad, girl. Like, it's like. Bad. I'm down bad. I'm down bad. That's yeah. what the kids say today, Exactly. Right? Oh, man, bad, I'm so old. Down bad, down Your kids bad. today, I don't know. So bad, so now it's like, I don't think bad religion is meant to be like opposite of good. It's like, it could be. No, bad religion could be anything. It's not just religion. It is philosophy where you are closing your mind off to other worlds. So punk could also be a bad mm-hmm. religion. Right. The violence in punk, the misogyny in punk what people have turned punk into could also be a bad religion so it's not just that like the the cross is symbolic for a lot of things it's not just christianity mm-hmm. gotcha yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i did but that. but the cross is a very recognizable symbol mm-hmm. so of course it's like 
we're going to do something that grabs attention. And also, it's very similar to, I don't know if you've seen the Dead Kennedy or heard the song Nazi Punks Fuck Off. Mm. The Dead Kennedy. Yeah, I remember you played Another that. one of my favorites. There's the Nazi swastika taking that and just putting the no symbol. Okay. So it's a very similar thing. It's like taking these symbols that have attributed to a lot of destruction around the world. So again, it doesn't have to be Christianity in and of itself, but a lot of symbols that have people closing their minds off to other worlds, have people closing their minds off to questioning the world around them, Mm -hmm. which is what you are supposed to do in order to grow as a person. Mm -hmm. So a bad religion could be anything. Yeah. No, I can get that, especially with the themes that they explore. It's not just obviously religion. So, right. How do we get here from Get Off? I don't know. The sexy song. I'm never going to let you. Oh, no. <laughs> I just, when I said it, I'm like, it's sexy. Like, sexy? Yeah, I would never <laughs> attribute that song. I love that song, but that's not one word. It's not sex. Yeah, not at all. It's sex. See? Yeah, anyway, I guess you're, you're a poet. I'll, I'll let you have that See? one. I'll let you have that one. Anyway, how can people reach you if you wanted them to see some of your works, your videos? Oh, yeah. I'm on, if you go to my website, paradiseclarity.com, you can find all my videos and poems. Paradise Clarity or jester, G-E-S-T-U-R-E, buttontherapy.com. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Sexy Man. No, it's sex. (laughs) See? See? (laughs) Thank you, Jesse, for being here. <laughs> and welcome to the Bad Religion community. Thank you. I'm happy to be a part. <laughs> oh my God. This podcast strikes first. Our appreciation is bursting from the seams. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned till we meet again